The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How is your work life going? Business? Home? Social? How about your health? Could you make some changes? Of course you could, but how and where to start? This is Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. In this program, we'll help you identify and make the changes in your life that need to be made, and by doing so, increase your potential for success. And now, here's your host, Hemda Mizrahi. Welcome to Turn the Page. I'm Hemda Mizrahi. This is the second of a three-episode series on surrogacy as a family-building option, a parenting track that continues to expand on a global scale. Last week, we talked about the surrogacy process from screening and matching carriers and intended parents to engaging supports that lessen anxieties and frustrations through each stage and cultivating the carrier-intended parent relationship. Today's episode invites you into the moving experiences of an intended parent whose daughter was born earlier this year and a surrogate who established a career with one of the largest surrogacy agencies in the world after giving birth to twins for a New York City couple in 2011. My guests are Praveena Nalanadhan and Jenny Denhoff. As both a former surrogate and a current program manager with Circle Surrogacy, Jenny provides education that dispels the judgment and misconceptions that people may associate with surrogacy. She enjoys sharing realities in an open, honest way to help others see the true beauty of this parenting alternative. Jenny joins us virtually from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Praveena Nalanathan is a new mother to a beautiful six-month-old girl named Priya, who was born through a gestational surrogate in Minnesota. Praveena and her surrogate faced tough challenges during the pregnancy after an ultrasound at 20 weeks revealed that Priya had a serious and rare congenital heart defect and was at risk of dying. Priya had open heart surgery at three weeks old, and I'm very thankful to share that she's now doing really well. Praveena joins me in person in New York City. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you, Hamda. I'm really grateful that you're here to offer such a broad perspective given both your personal and professional surrogacy experiences. Praveena, I'm honored to welcome you as well. Wonderful to be here, Hamda. And a warm congrats also on the birth of precious Priya and experiencing your first Mother's Day with her. Yes, it was, it was, it was very, very special this year. We're going to start by discussing the decision-making process through which both Praveena and Jenny chose the option of surrogacy. Praveena, I know you dealt with very difficult and painful complexities of losing a child, undergoing a number of IVF treatments and also surgeries prior to choosing surrogacy. Yeah, you know, Hamda, like so many couples, um, it was a really long road. I was married at the time. My husband and I... We're trying to have a family, 
Um, I was going to law school. We were working. Um, and it just wasn't happening for us. So we had to start some a fertility treatment. And our journey started, it was actually very easy in the beginning. We had um, our first try and we got pregnant right away. And it was super um, but unfortunately, we lost our daughter. Um, uh, we had a stillbirth at 20 weeks, and her name was Ayana. And it shook us terribly, and shook me. And we've been we dealt with a lot of grief after that loss. Um, and I have to tell you, like our marriage was really never the same. Even though we kept trying, and it was never working again try after try. And I, in fact, had a a number of surgeries to fix fibroids and various things. Um, And my husband and I eventually divorced. And I was still left with this desire to be a mom, um, be a parent. And what was I going to do? Uh, And I I really have to say that the, the process and figuring out what was right for me, whether it was adoption, was it surrogacy, it took years. Like it took years to heal. Um, took years to process each each kind of stage. Uh, on reflection, I, I think it was sort of a three step process. One, now as I was a mom on my own, and I was going to be a parent on my own, and was I ready for that? You know, so I was looking to for professional help, counselors, my friends, my family, my work. Who was going to support me in this journey? Um, once I felt that I had the inner sort of fortitude and determination to, to go on that path, it was the debate between surrogacy and adoption. And I think a lot of couples, couples or singles debate that. Um, for me, look, we're looking at cost. Let's be real. It costs a lot of money. Just surrogacy, it's, it's well over $100,000. Adoption is also very costly, and there's no guarantees. You know, you're going into this where you're not sure if it's even going to work. Um, costs were an issue. Um, but at some point during this process of deciding between adoption and surrogacy, and I knew I had viable eggs, and it was my body that just couldn't carry, and the loss, the, the experience of the loss. I really wanted to have a biological connection with the child and, um, and the doctors thought there was, might be a chance. So it was worth it for me. I had my family to help. I saved and saved a lot. And, uh, it, it seemed really right as I learned more and more about gestational surrogacy, um, and then it was really about finding an agency that was going to help me through this because you really don't know what you're doing. You know, what state can I be in? Um, How am I going to be matched? Who's going to support me when I have questions? What's the legal team look like? This is, I'm a lawyer as a background. I really wanted this to be tight on every angle. Um, I ended up um, finding Circle Surrogacy where Jenny works and it met all of those needs. You know, I felt scared from every moment having having a loss um, the, the wonderful thing that surrogacy gives is that 
we're both mothers on this journey. You know, that's how I felt. Uh, my gestational carrier, and that's the term that we use, the technical term, because she carries a child that's uh, not biologically related to her. Um, and, and I'm with her through every step. And it really felt like we were m- both mothers. And she herself was a mother to two kids of her own, um, hand in hand through the process. So it's really an especially profound experience listening to you and hearing about the long journey that you're on and also these really devastating losses that you experienced on the way. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't talk about this experience without the loss. Um, it's something, you lost a child, you um, you lose a dream every time you try on an IVF try and it doesn't work and it chips away a little bit all the time at your heart and your spirit and your hope. Um, and for so many women and so many couples and uh, who I've met along the way, you always want to have hope. And this gestational surrogacy, surrogacy really gave that to me. Um, look, we, we didn't know if it was going to work. We didn't, we just don't know when you're going into it. Uh, but when you have a team behind you, when you have family, when you have the carrier who's also cheering for this, wanting it just as much as you, you know, this is not just a job for the the carrier. Um, they are just as invested. It, it really makes a whole difference uh, for the whole experience because you are scared. You know, is this going to be one more loss? Um, am I going to have my family? So while there's this fear of loss, again, given everything that you went through, it seemed as though you, you had carried Ayana before yes. and really developed a connection with your child, yes. your natural born child. And it seemed with all of the IVF that you did and also having this birth, that was a devastating loss that the surrogacy option, while you considered adoption, was really more of a natural extension of the journey that you had been on, this deep investment that you had already made to have a, nat- a child by natural birth, so to speak. Yeah, no, you bring up a really good point because people, is how hard was it to make the decision where you're not going to carry the baby? So I had carried Ayana for five months. Um, so in my mind, through this sort of process, you, you think about, okay, I had that experience. Um, it was okay to kind of let it go and to let someone else help me. I mean, I really look at this. It's like, it's almost like a kidney transplant. You know, this is an extension. My body couldn't do it and somebody else's body could. So um, there's things that you miss about the nine months, but then you have a whole lifetime, as one other uh, intended parent had told me. And when I kind of reflected about it in from that point of view, it didn't seem so much of a loss, you know, um, about the, those those special nine months, which indeed are special. Um, I just got to experience it in a very different way. I think it's important to recognize the remarkable resilience and persistence and strength and courage that you've demonstrated in this process, because to get to where you are, it required all of those things. Yeah, a lot, a lot of low days in the, in the uh, you know, a lot of valleys in this process, for sure. Um, yeah. And you brought up another point, which I feel is very important to emphasize, which is that when you were exploring surrogacy as an option and looking for a compatible agency, 
it was very important for you to have the most supported experience possible, to really feel that it was collaborative, having come out of your marriage also and embarking on this and feeling very strongly about it, that it seemed like you, you got a lot of the support that you were looking for. Right. The um, Finding an agency to do this is imperative. Um, this is not something you do on your own. Uh, this is, you know, you might have a friend, you might have someone you know, and they're great conversation points. But in order to navigate this process, which is full of unexpected uh, potholes and turns and obstacles, um, you need a team. So what a team looks like includes a social worker, lawyers, people who screen the surrogates, do background checks, people who meet and do psychosocials on us. The, the parents. So it's a very complicated process. I, I, it's similar to adoption in the sense that there's an agency taking you through each step. Um, it's different than adoption. Uh, it's an important distinction to make because we know our surrogates. We know our carriers. There's not sort of an anonymity involved here. There's actually a relationship being built throughout from match to to the nine months, to trying, to the failures in between. Um, but there's someone, you're not, a, it's not just you and this carrier out on loan making these decisions. There's a team. Um, sometimes you're on the same page and sometimes you're not even on the same page. Um, uh, uh, but finding that agency, so there's big agencies, there's small agencies. Through my process, I did an interview process of meeting with, I met with four agencies kind of had a checklist of what I was looking for, found out how many circuits that they um, received inquiries from a month, uh, how were they matched, how were they selected, and how are you supported? And then you just kind of find the right fit. Thank you. We're going to shift gears from the decision-making perspective of intended parent to that of surrogate. Jenny, prior to the show, we talked about your very touching experience of becoming a surrogate. Thanks, Hamda. My story begins uh, with a good friend of mine who lived next door to me at the time, and um, almost every evening she and I would sit out on her front porch and watch as our kids played in the front yard. Um, she and her husband had already gone through IVF to have their son, and they wanted to add to their family. And so they began the IVF process again, and unfortunately at the time of the transfer, the doctor ran into some complications and basically let her know that it didn't look like uh, IVF would be successful with her. And at that time, her doctor had mentioned that her best options were going to be to look into adoption or surrogacy to be able to expand her family. So she and I were sitting on the porch kind of discussing this meeting that she'd had with her doctor and talking about surrogacy in general and what some of the good parts about that might be and what some of the potential um, bad parts. And that would be, and she jokingly at the end of our conversation said, Jenny, would you want to be our surrogate? And I actually paused and thought, I'll bet that is something I could do. Um, I knew that my family was complete. I was perfectly happy with the two daughters that, that I had given birth to. I also knew that my pregnancies were uncomplicated. Um, so that, that, was, that would be an easy part. And I also gave some thought very quickly at that point, to the mental and emotional aspect of it and, and thought, I'll bet that is something I could do, that I could make that, um, that 
that separation between carrying a child of my own and carrying a child for someone else. So at the end of that evening, we both agreed that we would go back home and, and do our own research. And I began um, researching anything and everything I could find on the topic of surrogacy. And I read blog after blog after blog, kind of getting an idea of what the story looks like, what some of the high points are and what some of the low points are. Um, and over the course of my research, I essentially fell in love with the idea of doing this for someone. And I, the thing that really captured me was I couldn't imagine what it must feel like um, to, as a human being to get to live the rest of my life knowing that I helped someone have a family. You know, family is what we would all say is the most important piece in our life. And, and to get to be a part of that was something that I really, really um, wanted to have the opportunity to do. Unfortunately, my friend also did her research, and as Praveena alluded to, realized how terribly expensive the process is. Um, so after a lot of discussion, she and her husband decided that they were going to be happy with their with their son only and would not be pursuing surrogacy. And I felt heartbroken for her. Um, obviously, I wanted to see her expand on her family. Um, and maybe selfishly, I felt heartbroken for myself. <clears throat> I had... I had really become invested in the idea of doing this for someone. Um, but at the time, I did not think that I would be able to to go through a pregnancy and childbirth for somebody that I didn't know and for someone who was not local to me. So I kind of let the idea go. Unfortunately, well, <laughs> not unfortunately, fortunately for me, the idea wouldn't... Um, get out of my mind or my heart uh, continued to be something that I thought about quite a bit. And um, I eventually decided several weeks later that it was time to kind of explore some of my options for continuing on my dream now, becoming a surrogate for someone. That's when my, my research began in terms of finding an agency. Um, I, I looked at many websites, and, and like Pravina said, there are agencies that are smaller. Circle Surrogacy is obviously one of the largest, and there were two reasons why I ended up choosing Circle. Um, one was that they have a, a relationship-based model. I knew that this was not something where it was going to be a complete business arrangement. Uh, that was That was not what I was wanting to sign up for. Um, and the second was their size. Uh, there, there certainly could be some drawbacks to working with a larger agency, but the thing that struck me was this is a company who has done this over and over and over again. And there was a lot of comfort for me in knowing that, that they had been through this before and that I would not be one of their few or only cases. Um, so I went ahead and took the plunge and began filling out the application. I assumed it would be a couple pages long online, but page after page after page, it continued to ask me more and more questions. Um, it turned out it was a little over 100 questions long by the time I had finished and had covered everything from, from my personal current situation to my family medical history, 
um, to some of my thoughts on surrogacy. So it was it was intense, but um, finally I was able to submit my application and the next day heard back from Circle with the next steps, which of course included more paperwork and background checks. And um, by the time I finished that and gathered all my medical records for them to review and have approved by a doctor and um, I had a very long, I think it was three hours long, a call with a social worker to discuss everything um, inside and out. And and essentially, once I had gone through all of those stages, I was notified that I was officially approved and um, it was now time to exchange profiles if that was something I was ready to do. And I knew at that time this was, this was the moment. This was the time that I would be learning who my potential match was. Um, so it was shortly thereafter that I received that email with with the profile of a, a gay couple from New York. Um, I must have gone through that profile 20 times before I responded to Circle and said, I definitely want to set up a call with this couple. I'm hoping this could be the couple for me. Thank you, Jenny. That's quite a remarkable story that you had this experience of your friend, this interaction with your friends and your desire to help your friend planting a seed that really seemed to blossom into a calling for you, which I would guess reflects on the motivation of many people who entered this experience as a surrogate, especially given how involved it is, as, as you were speaking, and also Praveena, it certainly requires a great deal of commitment, a great deal of thought, lots of layers to go through. Absolutely. And, and as I've as I've been involved in the surrogate community and have so many surrogate friends now, um, a lot of us have have a story somehow that, that surrogacy was put onto our radar and and a lot of times it has to do with someone we're connected with that um, has struggled in some way to have a family and, and us wanting to, to feel like we can be helpful. Thank you. Two inspiring stories from both the intended parent and the surrogate perspective. We're going to go to a quick commercial. When we come back, Jenny and Praveena will talk about the realities they experienced from the match process through the stages of pregnancy. Stay with us to hear compelling stories that will address commonly asked questions. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com.
You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. Welcome back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, joined by Praveena Nalanathan, a new mother via surrogacy, and Jenny Denhoff, whose experience as a surrogate was so inspiring that she subsequently launched a career with the surrogacy agency. Praveena and Jenny talked about the decision-making steps that launched their surrogacy journeys. This segment will focus on the realities they faced from the matching process and throughout the stages of pregnancy. Jenny, as a surrogate, talk to us about the match and your initial interactions with the intended parents. I would guess that the realities of being matched and entering your first conversations could be very anxiety-provoking. It absolutely was. I will never forget um, how anxious and nervous I was pacing the kitchen waiting for that call to happen and thinking, would it be awkward and what would we talk about? More importantly, would they like me and would I like them? Um, it, it was a very nervous time of my life. Um, fortunately, after a couple minutes on the phone with them, things really just started to feel very natural. They were very easy to talk to and, and they were warm. Um, we, we ended up talking for nearly two hours that day, everything from um, what our individual expectations were for, for a match and, and for this, this journey together, all the way to just, just personal information about each other and, and what our lives and families looked like. And by the end of the call, I think we were all in agreement that this was going to be a great match. So we notified the agency, um, and we began our contracts with one another. At the same time, um, the, the guys agreed to come out to Denver to meet me and my, my large family. So we got to spend a weekend together, just three weeks or so after we had met over the phone. Um, we were meeting in person, and that weekend we shared Lots of meals together, uh, many laughs, some serious talks, um, but really built that strong foundation for what was to come. Uh, over the next four months, we uh, the guys chose an egg donor, and, and like I said, we finished up our contracts, and um, I, I was medically approved by their IVF physician, and we got the, the cycle started um, four months after we met on the phone that day. We were ready for our embryo transfer. Um, and there were certainly moments in there. There were, there were many exciting moments where, where there were fun things happening, and, and I was very excited about the process. And there were other moments that had me very anxious. Um, there's a lot of pressure on a surrogate. And, and although I was confident, I wanted nothing more than to be successful. I wanted to be successful on our first transfer um, I wanted, I, I didn't want anything to go wrong. Um, I remember the morning of the transfer, uh, I, I cried. I realized this is, this is it. This is the day that we have been waiting for. Um, the egg donor had produced 20 eggs. Uh, each of the guys had, had fertilized 10 and now it was my time to do what, what I had intended to do. 
Um, so we transferred one embryo from each dad. Um, we all knew that we were, were wanting twins, so we kept our fingers crossed for that. And it turns out we got our wish. We found out just a couple of weeks later that we had um, two healthy little babies in there. So it was a very exciting time. Um, we were we were super fortunate to have a pregnancy that um, was complication-free, and that is not true of all surrogacy uh, journeys. And um, but but we were we were one of the lucky ones, and and we're very grateful to this day for that. There were certainly some of the same stressors that are present in most surrogacy journeys, and and that is those things that we know um, can happen in a pregnancy. There's a lot of pressure when you're carrying someone else's baby. Um, you know, you're responsible for their family, and and I certainly felt a lot of that. Um, I, I made sure I was eating healthy. I wanted to keep my mind and body in the healthiest form they could be in. Um, the motivation for me was was very simple. That that two people that I had now grown to love, people who were my good friends, extended family, were, were trusting me to take care of their kids for them. That was my continued motivation throughout to always do um, the the right thing. Uh, one of the questions that I got asked often during the pregnancy is is don't you get attached to the babies and it's a hard question to answer because I think a lot of people have their opinion on this, but the answer is yes, you get attached to the babies. It, it surprised me when I felt some of that. Um, it was pretty early on in the pregnancy, and I remember talking to the guys about it, and they were alarmed that I felt any sort of alarmed, <laughs> any sort of alarm. They, they said, we would hope to care for them. We want them to feel loved, even in utero. We want them to know that they are, they are cared for. So, um, that relieved some of my my nervousness about that um, and allowed me to continue to to care for them, do what was right for them, knowing that in no way did I have a love for them like I had for my own children um, when I was pregnant with them. There wasn't that sense of ownership, but there was definitely a sense of, of care, and, and I felt protective of, of my, my intended parents' babies. Um, I like to think now that because we care for our intended parents and, and those unborn children, that's what helps us get through the, the many, many weeks of injectable medications, the doctor's appointments, the act of childbirth. Um, if we didn't care, maybe we wouldn't do those things um, in the way that we do. Thank you. Uh, uh, absolutely an emotional experience, and it sounds like there were very deep connections formed with the intended parents and that those connections and the communication and quality of the relationship you had really helped you to have a supported experience and to also experience a different kind of pregnancy than you did when you were carrying your own kids. Absolutely. We're getting a shift from the experience of surrogate to that of intended parent. Praveena, what was your experience like from the match process throughout your surrogate's pregnancy? You know, it's a funny question. People always ask, did you, did you get to meet your surrogate? And did you know her? And I always laugh, like, 
Do you meet your babysitter before <laughs> you drop off your kids? You know, the, this is the woman who's going to carry your baby. So, yes, we met. And um, my carrier and her husband live in Minnesota. And I live on the East Coast in New York. So they made a trip out here. You know, we did Statue of Liberty and Olive mm-hmm. Garden and all that kind of stuff. There's, there's a certain element in the beginning where we just want to like each other. You know, I really want her to like me. Um, And then through the process, she comes to my turf, right? This is where she comes. She comes to New Jersey. She comes to my clinic where my embryos are. And, um, you know, she has a lot of anxiety. There's a constant sense from an intended parent where we want the carrier and surrogate to be happy, um, to like us. And to be happy and comfortable. So there's always this sort of, um, and at the same time, you want to be able to share your own expectations, your own wishes for your child or for her throughout the process. Sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not. Um, one of the questions I always I, I get as a, as a woman deciding to uh, do surrogacy on my own or how old were you when you did your eggs and all that. So just briefly, I was about 40 when I made my new set of embryos as, um, as, a, as a single parent, um, and it was successful. We also did genetic testing, so uh, we knew a little bit about the embryos before we did the implantation. Uh, there's different thoughts on that, but that was our experience. And we chose to, I chose with my doctor's, con, uh, uh, insight and advice to do a singleton transfer, um, largely because of my prior loss. We knew we were transferring a genetically perfect quote unquote embryo, uh, with all its chromosomes. So we chose to do one transfer, um, and it worked like Jenny on the first time. Uh, and in fact, the agency, I'm sorry, the clinic had first called us and we're like, yeah, your numbers are kind of low. We're not sure if it worked. Technically, you're pregnant, but it doesn't look like it might be a viable pregnancy. You know, my heart dropped when we get that call after the two-week wait, whether the pregnancy worked or not. But my carrier, Michelle, she's like, Pravina. I know I'm pregnant. I know my body. I'm pregnant. Sure enough, uh, mother knows best. She was pregnant, um, and and that was amazing. Um, if I can share, just sort of to to describe some of the challenges that we might experience along the way. Some are simple, you know, or, or don't seem so complicated. There was an incident where, so my carrier is amazing. She's a horse farm manager. She's physical. She's active. And I'm not. So <laughs> this was very different. She texts me, Pravina, your three-month-old baby is going on a jet ski. She's having a great time. I'm freaking out on the mm-hmm. other end in New Jersey. I think I call my coordinator, my social worker. I think I'm crying. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the loss I fear you know, I had. Um, you know, just stay still. I want you to stay still, and I don't want you to be bouncing mm-hmm. on the jet ski, right, is what I'm thinking. But this was a really hard conversation that I was having in my head. How do I talk to her about it? Um Eventually, we got to a point where we could talk about it and laugh about it and, and, and all of that. But 
through the process as an intended parent, we're taught and we're told that you really have very little control. You know, we don't know if they're drinking Diet Coke. We don't know if they're going on a jet ski or, or maybe they are. How can we tell them not to or how do we share? So there's, there's that a little bit of that feeling. So communication ends up being very, very important. And it's not always easy. Um, for us, we had to face some of those really tough uh, challenges in our pregnancy. I flew out to Minnesota a lot for here the first heartbeat different appointments, went for the 20 week, um, where, uh, I was super nervous and my family was there. Uh, and we found out with my surrogate at that 20 week ultrasound that the baby had a serious congenital heart defect. I don't think I was on the floor crying. My carrier was on the floor crying. The OB was on the floor crying because, Everyone knew the journey we had been on, and we just found out the baby might die. So this, you know, and it, and, it, and the next words that they tell us is we have 20, we have two weeks under Minnesota law to decide whether we want to terminate. So when you go into a surrogacy arrangement, that is one of the hottest topics. It's all the feel-good stuff and, and right at the, the match and everything – but they get into termination because this is a complicated question. Is it her wish? Is it my wish? What's the law say? And you need help to sort those out. Luckily, both of us knew and we were on the same page and we wanted to continue. I feverishly did research on uh, my daughter's heart condition. Uh, We found the right hospital. We got transferred out of the local hospital. We got to a great major uh, clinic and hospital, children's hospital in Minneapolis. um, And we did it together. Look, those first weeks were not easy Um, for both of us. I don't think she, we, we just did not expect to have that news and it rocked our world. Um, but uh, luckily, we were able to get through that and uh, to, you know, forge ahead for the rest of the pregnancy. So much to go through. Yeah. We were talking about courage in the first segment and let alone going through this experience where you were at 20 weeks when you lost Ayana. Yes. And here you are in the second situation, having gotten almost pregnant, it yeah. seemed. <laughs> yeah. And then getting finally the indication that there was a pregnancy, and then at 20 weeks again, getting this devastating news. Yeah, it certainly was. And I have to say, um, I think that we both had to process it in different ways. You know, um, I'm really thankful that my carrier was able to, in this sense, be able to focus on her job. Um, And I mean it in in the best way. She uh, uh, didn't get really uh, overtaken by emotion. She knew she had to get to the, to the end. That was the whole goal to have a successful pregnancy, to potentially have a a healthy baby. We needed a full term baby and she took care of herself and the baby the whole way without crying every day. And where I was on the other, uh, the other end, probably taking on the emotional burden uh, of this, um, but it was absolutely something that it changed us both, both of us. 
it's it's very emotional listening to this and both you and Jenny absolutely underscore the depth of the relationship and the importance of the relationship between the carrier and the intended parent. We're going to take two for a brief commercial. When we return, Jenny and Pravina will discuss what they experienced from delivery and beyond, including what it was like for Jenny as a surrogate to give the babies away and for Pravina to experience the early stages of her transition from intended parent to mother. Stay with us. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. We're back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, joined by Jenny Denhoff, a former carrier who launched a career in surrogacy after giving birth to twins for a couple in New York City. And Praveena Nalanathan, who's the mother of Priya, a gorgeous six-month-old girl born through a surrogate in Minnesota. Praveena and Jenny talked about poignant aspects of their experiences from the stages of matching through those of pregnancy. In this final segment, they'll share what transpired during the very moving junctures of delivery and beyond. We're going to start with Praveena's transition from intended parent to mother. Yeah, um, so... Priya was born on January 4th, 2016. Uh, our, we knew that she was being, she was breached the entire time. So we knew that um, the carrier was going to have a C-section. We packed our bags on New Year's Eve, December 31st, and we flew out to Minnesota. Um, one of the highlights of this whole thing is the birth for any intended parent. Uh, for us, it was a C-section. So there was a little bit of pins and needles because we weren't quite sure whether the doctor was going to let me in the room. Um, uh, the carrier had her husband there. It was her first C-section. She was extremely brave and funny throughout the C-section. She, in, fa- in fact, uh, laughed a little. I don't know how many people laugh through a C-section. <laughs> but... Um, uh, and, but at the last two minutes, I was in my scrubs ready. The, the doctor said I could come in and I was able to be in the room when Priya was born. 
And just like any other parent, we're waiting for the cry. And there it was. Um, We were prepped because we knew that Priya's heart condition, we're not sure if she could breathe. We didn't know what conditions she was going to be in. So I had made multiple visits to this hospital. So we knew what the NICU was. We knew what the cardiac unit was. So as soon as she was born, we were all prepared. She went to a separate resuscitation room where... The doctors put some lines, got her t- together before she got to the NICU um, where she was actually breathing on her own but needed to have some medicine and different things to stabilize her. So I was able to see her about a half an hour later. Tremendous highlight, the best part of this whole experience. I named her Priya Joy mm-hmm. then Joy meaning I don't know why every child is not named Joy. That was the, the best moment. Um Another really great moment, and a lot of parents actually, and and Jenny may touch about it, they actually get a a hospital room. Our case was different, um, but because she was going to be in the NICU and I was, you know, just staying in a hotel and everything around, but other parents get hotel, I mean, hospital rooms in a band to get to stay with the baby um, as well. Uh, another big highlight is there's, there is a generally in probably many of the states, some sort of court procedure. So where you're officially listed as the biological mom. So in Minnesota, some states, you sometimes have to adopt your own kid. There's different sort of legal things, but here where it was, I was placed on the birth certificate and, um, a couple weeks after the birth, the carrier goes, the, the husband is act, the carrier's husband was there and myself and some lawyers and the judge and it's an emotional time for all of us. Um, I think we were both bawling. Um, I think that was a sign that we were also going to start to say goodbye. Um, it was my official, you know, sort of crowning of I am officially the mother where it, you were, it was recognized by law on the birth certificate in the hospital, et cetera. So that was also a very, very, very special time. I ended up just briefly staying in Minnesota for about two months in the cardiac ICU. Um, I also wear the title of heart mom. When you have a heart baby who has a congenital heart defect, uh, they're heart babies and we're heart moms. It's another um, journey that we've been taking. I honestly didn't think about it. I didn't think about this when I entered into surrogacy that, hey, I might have to live out here in Minnesota for two months. So there was a lot of different things going through my mind as we got this diagnosis. I had to ensure that she had great medical care out there. How are we going to get her home when we're going to have a sick baby? Um, all those kinds of things. Um, from the, the doctors were super, but also my agency was super. This was nothing that we'd want any parent to have to face. Um, and certainly more complex with having a carrier. We ended up being there for two months. She was well enough to travel, get on a plane, get to come to New Jersey. She's and Priya, my daughter, is doing really, really well. Uh, there's more of a journey for us and maybe some more surgeries down the line, but I feel tremendously lucky, internally grateful to my carrier, who we still keep in touch with, with pictures and texts and and phone calls and Mother Day calls and those kinds of things. Um, and I just heard in my last phone call, my carrier is ready to do it again. So uh, <laughs> it's that 
it's, it's that kind of relationship. So hopefully this is very encouraging for those who are prospective intended parents and prospective surrogates with all of the complexities and challenges and heart-wrenching experiences that you had that you're coming out in this place where you have this profound bond and heart baby and heart mom seems so apropos because it really <laughs> is a journey of the heart, all yes. of this. Yes. Congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you. So we'll use the word profound uh, as we're coming from Pravina's incredible experience, very inspiring experience, and coming back to yours, Jenny, when you look at this profound experience of carrying twins, a girl and a boy, as you had mentioned to me, to full term, what was the delivery and post-delivery like for you? Um, to, to have the opportunity to get to be present um, as these, these two people that I'd grown so close to became parents was such an honor, obviously such a unique situation anyway, but never have I um, pushed out a baby and been more focused on two other people and what their faces looked like than what I was actually going through. So it was really a unique experience, um, something I will never, ever forget and, and always be grateful to, to have had the opportunity to be a part of. Um, the, the emotions that go on during the delivery and after the birth it really didn't have anything to do with the fact that the babies weren't mine and that they wouldn't be coming home with me. I know that can be a common misunderstanding is that a surrogate feels some sense of loss when she delivers. Um, for me, the emotions were um, not only about about pride, uh, something that I thought I could do all along. I did it. There's, there's a lot of pride there. Um, there, it's also very overwhelming because there is a ton of positive feedback, which is wonderful, but basically friends, family, strangers um, hear this story and, and have so much positive feedback. So mixing both of those very positive things with um, post-birth hormones, I was a little bit of a mess emotionally. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we laughed because my intended parents came into the room and I had graduated from using tissues to wipe my tears to just grabbing a bath towel to collect all of my tears. And it was a lot to process. Um, we were fortunate enough to all be discharged together the very next day after the twins were born. Um, and the guy stayed here in Denver for 11 days after the birth. Uh, which was a great time for for us to kind of spend time together in, in the way that we had wanted to from the beginning, with the babies here and, and in their arms. So that was a very special time. Um, the, that 11th day when they left, it was, it was a rough day. Lots and lots of tears shed that day. We knew it wasn't the final goodbye in any way, but it was, it was the goodbye to this journey. We had come full circle and we had accomplished what we all set out to do. So that was, that was a lot for us to process. Um, like Pravina mentioned, I still keep in touch with the guys. I've had the opportunity to visit with them and the kids in person a few times um, since the birth. And we continue to communicate by text and phone calls and Skype. And uh, lucky for me, frequent Facebook updates with pictures show that They've got two very happy, healthy, um, smart four and a half year old kids, uh, and and such a happy life. I I always say surrogacy changed my life completely, and um, my my belly carried two babies. It had room for two, but my heart for sure grew by four. Mm-hmm. 
through this experience. That's that's beautiful. I appreciate that both you and Praveena have, did not sugarcoat the lows and the challenges, and at the same time, the remarkable highs that you experience and the outcomes seem like it certainly was more than worth the experience and the investment. It, it, it absolutely was. I'm going to make a quick comment and then we're going to wrap up. Just underscoring, Jenny, it seems as though a concern that you brought up of intended parents is the attachment that a carrier might form with the baby. And what you have shared is that there's a certain frame through which you enter the experience where there's a clarity. You're in this zone where you're on a mission that you're carrying this baby to safety as best you can. And through the relationship with the intended parents, there's, a, there's that healthy boundary, so to speak, that's formed around the issue of attachment. Yes, you, de- you described it really, really well, and, and it was something that I had not expected, but you, you're absolutely right. There is, there's a frame there that, that you are able to kind of wrap yourself around where you can care, you, you do care, um, but it is not the same attachment that you would have with, with your own biological children. Thank you both so much for sharing such moving stories and with the intent to support other intended parents and carriers who are either in progress with their surrogacy experiences or maybe in the exploration phase. Tune in to our final episode in the surrogacy series, which will focus on the legal aspects of this process from a global perspective. Praveena certainly underscored the importance of having a sound legal framework If you have comments or unanswered questions about today's show, I welcome you to email them to me at hosthemda at gmail.com and to stay connected by liking us on Facebook at Turn the Page Radio and following me on Twitter at Hemda Mizrahi. Until next week, remember to make the grass greener where you are. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, inviting you to turn the page. Thank you for tuning in to our program. Turn the Page can be heard live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, enjoy your weekend and make one change in your life before then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.